My name is Heidi and I love stories. Funny stories and sad stories and what on earth just happened stories. As it turns out, the Bible is full of them. After two decades in Sunday school, plus a master's in English, I'm here to tell them to you. Get ready. This is Messy Scripture. For all intents and purposes, David had gotten away with the murder of Uriah and the coercion slash rape of Bathsheba. Some Bibles will say Bathsheba's adultery. That's just some nonsense. She was not necessarily a willing participant in this. And part of the reason that I'm willing to take such a strong stance on that when it's been pretty hotly debated is because of what happens next in the story. Again, the only person who knew exactly what had happened between David, Uriah, and Bathsheba was Joab, because he was the one who had made sure Uriah was dead. There was also one other figure, God himself. He knew exactly what had happened, and he was not happy about it. At this point, the grieving period for Uriah was over, and David had taken Bathsheba to be his wife. Like, sent for her the same way he sent for her the first time, brought her in, and she gave birth to a son. The prophet Nathan is now given the unpleasant task by God to go tell the king that he has made a huge mistake. Nathan goes before David and tells him the following story. Once upon a time, there were two men who lived in a city. One of them was very rich, and the other was very poor. The rich man had lots and lots of flocks and herds, and the poor man had only a little lamb that he had bought with his own money. And he took care of that lamb like it was his own child. He fed it from his hand, and it snuggled with him at night. Then one day, the rich man had a guest, and rather than slaughtering one of his own lambs, he went into the poor man's house and took his beloved lamb and killed it and served it to his guests. And David was furious. Remember, David had been a shepherd all up until he was king. And so he understood the relationship that you can develop with an animal. He also understood how injustice was because it's terrible. In a rage, he asks Nathan if the story is true and who this man is because this man that took a lamb from another man deserves to die. And Nathan looks at him straight in the eye and says, it's you. You took Uriah's only wife when God has given you several wives and concubines galore. And if you'd wanted more and asked for it, you could have it. But instead, you took the wife of Uriah and you killed him. And David realizes finally that he's done something really wrong and he admits that he has sinned. This is one of the biggest differences between David and Saul. David can admit that he's sinned. Saul grabs at the prophets and rips their clothes. Nathan tells David that two things are going to result from this evil that he's committed against Uriah and Bathsheba. First, David's own wives will be taken from him and given to another man. And what David did in secret, this shameful adultery, this coercion, this assault would take place against his wives in public. The other very serious consequence that would come of this sin, you know, besides the emotional scarring, was that the child Bathsheba had born to David would die. Because David repented genuinely, sincerely, for realsies, God in his infinite love and care did forgive David. However, there was still going to be retribution. It's important to take a minute and look at the story that Nathan told. So Uriah is the man who had his lamb taken. Bathsheba is the lamb. And that is where I tend to lean on rape. Because the slaughter of a lamb, the killing of an innocent thing, that's not a consensual act between two adults. That is rape. That is assault. That is not okay. And in Jewish law at the time, if someone stole a lamb, 
you had to return four times what you had stolen. This was true of most thieving, but with lambs, it was clear. It's like you take a lamb, you have to return four. Boom, done. This is going to be very important for the rest of this episode and for the subsequent episode, because David is certainly going to pay his full retribution for the lamb that he had taken. And by lamb, I mean Bathsheba, who he had sent for right after her menstrual cycle, after she did everything right, got her pregnant, and murdered her husband. After Nathan left, the child took sick. David lay on the ground and didn't eat anything during the child's sickness because he was begging God to save the child's life, to spare him to not punish the baby for the sins of the father. However, seven days into the child's illness, the child died. David's elders were afraid to actually tell him what had happened because he had been so distraught during the child's illness. But when he realized that everyone's mood had shifted, that the atmosphere was different, David asked if the child had died, and they confirmed that he had. Then David got up, took a bath, ate some food, and they asked him, like, what are you doing? You were a lot more down in the dumps when the child was alive. And David said, Yeah, because I was trying to save him. I figured I could pray, and who knows, maybe God would spare him. But now that it's over, I can't bring him back. I will be the one to go to him, but he will never come to me. David then comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and she got pregnant again, and this time gave birth to a son who they named Solomon. And God loved Solomon. In fact, he sent word by Nathan to change Solomon's name to Jedidiah, which means beloved of God. After all of this, David finally got his head out of his butt and went to war with Joab. After Joab sent a message to David that he should come, David and his army captured Rabbah and they destroyed the Ammonite cities just completely. Just took them to town, killed the king, took the crown, the whole nine yards, and then they returned to Israel. David was finally in control of his army again. It only took the death of his son, his good friend Uriah, a total collapse of his moral high ground, and a rebuke from the prophet Nathan for David to go show up and be the king that he had sworn he would be. And out of this particular instance with Bathsheba, we get one of David's most famous psalms. He wrote a whole book of songs, by the way, called the Psalms, which we'll talk about a little bit more in detail later. For now, I'm going to leave you with the entirety of Psalm 51, written by David after his sin with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit." Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. 
You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God. You will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings, and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. It's clear from the psalm that David understood one thing, that if he was forgiven, it would not be because he deserved it or because he had done something right. It would be because God loved him, and God's love is faithful when we are faithless. Next episode, war comes upon David's house from within his own house. His sons go absolutely wild with power and ambition, and David and his whole family, plus the nation of Israel, suffer the consequences. 